1: Everybody and welcome back to the W T F one podcast. I did say to Twitch that it would be the the biggest or the longest or the loud. I don't know one or another, but I gave it some serious oomph because wow, we've got some news. Tom Bellingham, the W T F one founder and founder of my heart. Hello. Wow. L- look what Didn't what's going this. on. Like what the is going on? Bulls are like you know what it's time for the news to be about us none of oh, this private rubbish let's talk about what on earth has been going on because we've got some team principal silly season chaos haven't we
2: we absolutely have and i'm i'm calling it now uh, before we go into all the um uh the, what actually has happened but uh i think this i wouldn't be surprised if this is a drive to survive orchestrated mm-hmm. episode Oh. Where they've all
1: are we trying to survive on... episode right now, Tommy? Are someone on
2: it? Netflix, maybe someone on Netflix has gone, guys. Uh, so if you if you are going to change your team principle, save it all on the same day because the Oscar Piastri stuff that was awesome. We want to do it again for team principles. Save it, and we'll all announce it all at the same time. And uh, that's genuinely seems to be what's happened because I've. Never seen this in Formula One. We've had driver silly seasons a fair bit. Never have we ever seen anything like this where team principals just, all the news starts flying out at the same time. It's like a transfer deadline day. It's mad. What we're going to try to
1: do then is answer, why are the team principals leaving? Why are they all off? And it's a Mm. very good point that you say, Tommy, that why is it so orchestrated? Because usually it isn't so like communicative i suppose between teams about oh well we're going we're gonna we're gonna announce and then you can announce and then you can announce and it's almost like i guess on one side maybe it is a dramery type side but i guess on the other on the flip side we we've not had this before and i don't think any team wants to be left looking like they, they are the stranded anyone. ones yeah. which unfortunately williams has
2: <laughs> yeah so they we announced not the day before you
1: watch Bonotto coming back. But anyway, speaking of Bonotto, let's let's start at the very beginning, shall we, and where this all kicked off. Similar to how Sebastian Vettel kicked off driver silly season by announcing his retirement. But here, Bonotto, I wouldn't say he announced his retirement as much as he resigned. He resigned most likely forcefully. Uh, I think that's the uh, the understanding there. <laughs> he did not go uh, because he just didn't fancy being a team principal anymore. Um yeah, but he was the first domino, wasn't
2: he? He was. Uh, yeah, it's funny that it's kind of similar to 2020. I just realised that Sebastian Vettel, when you said that, I thought you were talking about 2020 because he also kicked off that silly season when they got rid of him from Ferrari. So it's similar similar to that. So yeah, Benotto is very much the Sebastian Vettel chaos starter. But it is weird that that was announced a few days ago and it, uh, Ferrari we thought would announce it in the new year didn't we um but nope everyone all at the same time and look that's
1: that's i don't know i don't know if i'd rather just be drip fed this because I, I guess then as a formula 1 fan you feel like formula 1's still going but instead they've just gone right today's the day and then it's off for christmas uh and there you go handing out all of those um wonderful <laughs> yeah. official letters uh but yeah so of course panotto out and then we're questioning oh who's going to come in you know, I mean, of not course, Ferrari, could it be? Ferrari only a few weeks ago said, "Oh, Benotto's not going. Don't be silly, everybody. Yeah, this the room is about Vasseur. Rubbish, shut up. Rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, Vasseur has obviously been now confirmed. Frederick Vasseur, who was at Alfa Romeo, has now been confirmed as the Ferrari team principal. And I love how it's team principal and general manager. That, that just gives <laughs> me vibes of like at a school where they just like keep an eye on everything and make sure it's ticking along and, you know, have a whistle round their neck sort of babysitter
2: format. yeah um strategy uh watcher yeah just just stop effing up era i reckon that's what i wow. should call it
1: that stop effing up era yeah that's got a ring to it uh, i don't know if it's a good ring but it's a ring <laughs> all the same uh but th- that is yeah let's talk about we have kind of reflected on fred and maybe him being the person to take the job and he very much was the most heavily rumored um individual that 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 could have taken it and he and he has are we are we excited for me personally i i am glad of a change but that's probably more more because of how <laughs> me, many missed opportunities there were this year yeah but definitely did bring things to the team definitely brought things to ferrari you know he was there for 20 25 years um, but I think he was very much more of the engineer side rather than a team leader. That's the personality that I kind of assessed from him. Frederick Vasseur, I don't think, takes as much bleep. Um, I, I feel like he could. It's very difficult to assess, isn't it? He starts, I think, January the 8th or something, and that's when he can really kick into gear and and try and figure out what's going wrong. What I would say is I think the first thing he should do is walk through the Ferrari HQ and find which room is strategy, and then go and have a chat with them and discuss the season.
2: A chat, yes. Or uh... awesome P45s, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go in there, doesn't he, and sort of stamp his authority immediately and kick him into gear. That's what we said. That's what, you know, Jean-Todd um, did. Interestingly, there's a, a very strong rumour that uh both jean Todd and Christian Horner were both approached by Ferrari uh, and rejected um but yeah Vasseur uh we've mentioned it in the other podcast but whether he's the right fit whether he's uh whether the team principal thing is the issue but it's clear they need someone to to motivate them and and stuff like that so uh, of course for you as well uh he's besties with Charles Leclerc so that will uh should help uh, from Charles' side because he's not got the rub of the green a lot um, with the season, but they go not? a long way back.
1: Remind me, Tommy. Uh, I couldn't quite. I thought he had quite a lot of rub of the green. No.
2: Yeah, if Leclerc still sat uh, in a dry session on intermediate tyres or putting hard tyres on when Verstappen's in charge, um, there's clearly some Leclerc sabotage within. Yeah. very Walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, but that is very true. Uh, there, there is a a hope now that Leclerc will get the treatment he deserves. Now that doesn't mean that science falls off the track every single time Leclerc comes up behind okay. him, but there definitely need to needed to be a bit more of a a lean and a sway towards Leclerc, especially in the the mid mid season of the championship. Okay, so Ferrari done, dusted, boom, they're secured. That then left a spot at Alfa Romeo, which hasn't actually been. Slotted no. in yet Has it So no. not only Williams I know we We, we bantered about Williams But also Alfa Romeo Has not been Figured out just yet By the time this podcast Goes out maybe Thank you Grace We've got Grace Our third uh, podcast member Actually uh, on the show as well She's very
2: um, unhappy About the fact that They've not hired A team principal yet In her eyes It's a big mistake <laughs> So I guess For for Vasur, Of course he's gone Because it's a, a
1: You know A massive dream opportunity For him to lead Ferrari It's very clear Why he would leave Who's going to take his spot?
2: Yeah, for everyone in the chat that's now going, Seidel, Seidel, Seidel. Um, he's been announced as the CEO. Uh, so he's not actually the team principal, um, which we'll go into later. But yeah, in terms of who's taking his spot, uh, I don't know. Um, Seidel. Yeah,
1: everyone everyone <laughs> popping off in the Twitch chat. Yeah, He's CEO, CEO. not team
2: principal. He's the big I, I, dog. He's the big dog now, yeah. Uh, he's obviously got a nice little paycheck. He was obviously team principal at McLaren and has decided to jump ship, which uh, do you reckon that's a good move? I think it is, personally, yeah. I can see.
1: Sidal leaving is, is yeah, definitely a good move, especially for you. You are, you know, a, a low-key McLaren hater of potentially them ever winning. Uh, not actually hating <laughs> them, but I mean, hating no. them. You know, you, that, you just don't think they're going to win a championship. That, that's time, alarm so. bells at McLaren, I think. Oh, massively. That's what I was going to say is that you know, Seidel leaving is is great for for Audi. Obviously, when they have their bid in twenty twenty six, and clearly they're trying to get the foundations in early, um, and it's a great move for them. I think Seidel is a brilliant team principal personally, and and to have someone as a CEO, and clearly, you know, he's got the he's got the record to to be able to say, yeah, I can take on this role. But also, I think it's it's a bigger story that he's left McLaren, who's supposed to be this giant in Formula One. And, you know, they've got so much resource and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that he's left, when I I personally thought Seidel was someone completely ingrained in the McLaren team, yeah, couldn't too. really be budged maybe as easily. But Audi have... Uh,
2: Big Wonga. Got the cash I, out. Yeah. So if you don't know his backstory, before he was at McLaren, he worked with... Porsche in the WC. So there's that uh, as team principal. So he's worked with the VW group before. And clearly, you know, huge success with Porsche in the WC, you know, got them winning Le Mans again. And clearly they've gone, yeah. Audi, of course, it's weird that he's joining Alfa Romeo, but you've got to think that's becoming Audi. Um, So. That that move there is very much for him to be sort of leading that outfit for when they become Audi. They want to be a fully
1: oiled machine come 26. They don't want to be appointing him in 2026. They want him there, getting the foundations in place. I completely agree, Grace. Again, <laughs> a, a fantastic point. Um, maybe we'll get her on the show actually as well, Tommy. Yeah, we will at the end, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think it's a big problem for... For McLaren, I think it's also going to add some doubts maybe into Lando Norris's head. Katie Fairman's popped in a little question about is that going to make uh, him nervous about his long-term contract? I, I think, think so. Absolutely. If you see the the figureheads within McLaren start to leave, you're going to go, um, guys, I thought we were building something here.
2: Lando's Lan- mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: where would Lando go? That's the question. Because I think Seidel and him seem to be quite close. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to, to wait and see on that one. But this is a team principle silly season chat.
2: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And Audi are, Audi are talking the talk, aren't they? You know, they've they've come in with their punches mentioning about, you know, we're going to beat Mercedes, which is very bold for them to, after taking what is essentially a midfield team. Uh, a few people saying Capito, because we briefly meant, mentioned it, but yesterday Capito left uh, his position at Williams, which hasn't been filled. Uh, I don't it know about Capito. It makes sense for him to maybe it go could... to... Will alpha. they just go for someone? Would would they go for someone new? I've uh, I know this um, shout out Katie Fairman who's in the chat. Uh, she's mentioned this to me before. Alan McNish, I think that would be a good shout. I could see that happening personally. Wow, Audi the Audi connections manage their you know Formula E team uh, very ingrained in that Audi team. Uh, I could see that. I could for see me that though, I, I, fair enough you know, as you say, the connections are there.
1: But I can't imagine Williams have binned off Capito without him having or Capito, whoever you say it, that he's just going to be now unemployed and not... Surely he's moving somewhere. Like, it, it makes That's a weird sense. one,
2: isn't it, that he's... But he's the... the... Yeah, it's really odd that... I, I didn't see that coming because it, it feels very recent that he's only just kind of jumped yeah. in there. That's why it feels
1: too, like... Too quick for him to just be binned off again. Williams can't surely have expected anything else than what they really achieved this year. They scored a few points and, uh, and whatever. But yeah, for me, it, it, there must, it, he must be a, a piece of the jigsaw to fit somewhere else. Uh, and whether it's Alfa Romeo, who knows? But just to clarify, uh, Seidel is not, well, right now, He's he's not going to be CEO and team principal as far as we know
2: no he's yeah so uh it's it is really interesting and then and then the other piece of the puzzle is obviously the 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 new guy that's come in at mclaren which is very much just someone uh dare i say similar to Bonotto, that's kind of gone just kind of working his way up through um the the ranks of formula one management if you like mm-hmm. um very similar name. When I first read it, my Literally. my dyslexia was like, "What is going on here?" Um, I thought it was a, a joke, but yeah, because it's Andreas Seidel, and then the guy replacing him is called Andreas Stella. Um, so when you've uh, when you've woken up early and you're kind of looking at that name, you're like, hey, "Wait, what?" I thought he was leaving. Oh no, that is a different name. Um, and uh, but, it yeah. gave me
1: very much the vibe of not wanting to change the initials on the team kit. They were like, Look, <laughs> yeah, the, the budget cap
2: is really you just scratch the here, S guys. off the name.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I genuinely thought they'd just announced the same person for a second. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> what, what's going on? Um, but, but yeah, uh, someone did actually say a few people in the chat mentioned that Capito came out of retirement to just sort out Williams for a bit to then retire. So okay. he made So maybe well just my just... work is
2: done. Yeah. Got Latifi a point. Goodbye. That's literally it was his uh, his <laughs> objective. If <laughs> you match this you can... Got him a point. Kicked him out of the team and uh, my work here is done. Yeah. Rumored he was paid hundreds of millions for that Latifi
1: point. It's uh you know. It's... Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly.
0: It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft
1: Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. That was a big achievement. Uh, Katie said in the chat, is it Capito or Capito? Capito. I always say Capito, but... Capito. I keep keep changing. Capito has worked with Salbert back in the 90s and also worked with vw in the wrc which is part of the audi group eyes emoji eyes emoji eyes emoji all all
2: all everyone to audi imagine they're just building the super team and everyone's going over there everyone total going
1: Bonotto's (laughs) is going to go yeah for
2: clarifying how to say capito um so yeah we'll see we'll see on that one um well, uh, i don't really do you have any major thoughts on the, the essentially the M- mclaren team principle i think it's one of those things um who's obviously used to be a race engineer um mm. you, you're probably I, I i always think of him as fernando alonso's engineer that that just how i uh like remember him uh he was i think he was there kind of like late uh, early 2010s kind of uh with with ferrari and stuff the guy that you heard on the team radio um but i guess with him it's kind of a we won't know until he takes charge because he's kind of not been a team principal for he's kind of stepped up um to take that role um but yeah mclaren i don't know uh, i'd have a few alarm bells if i was mclaren person. yeah I've got, I've got one look clearly
1: there's not anyone. Right now, that's coming to mind to to fit that McLaren role. Um, so I think they go down the fan route. I think that they can hire me and you half and half, uh, and we will be the voice of the McLaren fans to then, you know, develop the car strategy, giving Lando milk, whatever whatever they want.
2: We do. I mean, that sounds like the most McLaren thing ever. Actually. We put to everything to a it pole. Does, That does actually yeah. sound like something McLaren would do, <laughs> where they're like, we're putting it in charge of the fans. <laughs> hashtag McLaren family you will be live on the pit wall and can vote uh, yep. if you're a McLaren plus member or Should like we that just yeah. sounds so much like McLaren
1: be a McLaren yeah. plus member and decide whether or not Lando will pit in the next three laps around I
2: Russia did, I did say that you know sorry Lando Zach Brown to, Zach Brown is a bit in my opinion a bit too marketing focused than success focused in terms of like results um and that makes and sense that, doesn't
1: that, it with how they've gone into literally every motorsport ever that they're, they're just trying to get the name out there rather than actually winning the pinnacle of motorsport. yeah and
2: it's like let's hire the two most pr friendly funny drivers obviously when it was danny rick and stuff and yeah um we'll see but that you you banter about that but in my head i'm like of all the teams that would do that mclaren would be the one to do it.
1: There's a 1% chance that this will happen. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, look, you look like you're wearing a McLaren. Anyone today, at McLaren. Fair, uh, this
2: was probably. actually part of the plan. Yeah, I was like, come on, McLaren, hit me up.
1: Yeah, let's talk a bit more about Andrea then.
2: Um, yeah. I, I guess
1: <laughs> in my head, I'm like, no one's been Andrea, announced. Andrea, oh, Andreas. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it is confusing.
1: Andrea, what was it? Stella. Andrea
2: Stella has replaced Andrea Andreas, Andreas Seidel. Okay. Andrea Stella, what do we know about him, Tommy? He he was already some kind of director, I believe. Um let me find his actual job title what it was before. Yeah, he was executive director which just sounds like a, just a title yeah, of you're important. Job. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's, he's just stepped up. Uh, he worked, uh, he's been working for McLaren since 2015 uh, as their head of race operations, performance director and since 2019 executive director. Um, but a lot of old school um, boomers like me will remember that he was, yeah, Shumi and Kimi Raikkonen's performance engineer, race engineer for Raikkonen and Alonso uh, in the in their kind of Ferrari days. So, yeah, um, don't know how he's going to get on, like I say, because it's just a case of see how he steps up and will McLaren finally start winning things? But it concerns me that got into this new regulation change everyone thought you know surely this is the time mclaren step up and you know get into that mix with ferrari and even mercedes uh where they are you know at least be like clear fourth best and Mm -hmm. challenging for podiums and stuff but they're nowhere near really um and now having the team principal leave as well it's a it's a yikes Yeah, it's not a lot of experience on the grid,
1: is there, Uh, for next year in terms of uh, people running teams. They're all kind of switching around, which there's going to be teething issues. You you have to say that. Like You you get used to a completely new outfit, a different way of working. Um, But that, that whole stellar sort of journey seems very similar to Bonotto in the sense of just like working your way up the company, which I suppose in one way you know a lot of people and you know probably how a lot of departments work, but that doesn't necessarily... Automatically give you that team principle aura that you need uh, to to whip a team into shape. So, yeah, I'm 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 concerned for McLaren personally. It it does make you think then, like, you know how long has Seidel known that he's going to leave to go to Audi, and have McLaren almost thought ahead to th- in the, in their minds that the fact that Lando could then also want to leave and that they're future-proofing themselves with Oscar Piastri, who they're getting into the team now, obviously. You know, having two young drivers is obviously a risk. Uh, So there's plenty of questions around that as well.
2: Yeah, I can't believe that (laughs) Lando seems so locked in at McLaren and, you know, Zach Brown kind of like father figure to him and all this kind of stuff. But I think the rumours will start that Especially if we get into next year and they're still not any good, what does Lando do in twenty twenty six? Does he gamble and hope that McLaren finally nail those regulations, or if they start going backwards and um, Audi, I mean, Audi are promising a lot, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, It's very brave, in my opinion, to um, to go into uh, Formula One. We've seen it in the past, and I know it's a very long time ago, but Toyota. Um, is one of those ones that they, they came in and they were like, we're going to win the championship, BAR, we're going to win the championship, we're just going to throw loads of money and we're going to beat everyone. And then they're back of the grid. Um, you know, It's really hard to come into Formula One. Um, but can they get Alpha Romeo, which are essentially a midfield team, winning championships and beating the likes of Mercedes? I don't think so straight away, but they're definitely talking the talk. Um, and I think the most fascinating thing is now that we're already seeing those parts in motion with Audi, it's going to be a really interesting three years to see how Alfa Romeo, which are then going to become Sauber again before they go back, before they change their name to uh, Audi again, how they progress up the grid. Because, you know, if, if in 2024 Sauber are like fifth or fourth in the constructor title, you're going to be like... Okay, mm, yeah. and I think Lando's is. I think let someone like Lando is like oh, okay. Hello, yeah. hello, Seidel. Yeah. I got you on WhatsApp. You got a job there, go. mate. <laughs>
1: you, uh... It is interesting because I suppose in one in one way you start to think, okay, well, you know, what kind of changes can, can they make up to twenty twenty six? But then you also question, would they just sack off twenty four twenty five in terms of? not spending a lot on development and just putting their full focus on the 2026 regulations. Uh, because for me, that would make more sense personally, because obviously it's going to change again. We're going to have lots of different engine uh, specifications and stuff like that. So there's a lot to to focus on for 2026 that you almost wonder whether Sauber will actually be pretty dire in the, for the next two years. It's a risk though. We've
2: seen it before of people kind of going all in on new regulations be it well another german manufacturer bmw comes to mind when they were like no Cubits had a chance to potentially even snatch the world title uh during a year where hamilton and massa both were like trying their best not to win it and uh, bmw like no we focus on next year and then built a terrible car for the new regulations so it's happened before um i think maybe i think you just have to go for it don't you and uh just build, build, build with it.
1: That's it. They're going to play that audio uh, in the factories of, of Audi now. T- Tommy, just <laughs> says, just go for it. Just build it. Just go for it. Make Spend it happen. all all the money, all the cash. You can't, but all yeah, the money up it. until up until the
2: budget. Cap. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Careful of the catering. <laughs> Anything else, Tommy, to to reflect on? Hmm. Uh, Team principles is a, is a weird one because with drivers you kind of know about drivers whereas team principals it's not necessarily like oh there's a space this must be Gunther Steiner because he's a team principal it can be loads of people within you know I'm not going to pretend that I'd heard I'd knew who Otmar Safnau was before he became a team principal do you know what I mean so um yeah they could they could just be um a surprise and um We don't know who the the team principal is that maybe comes in at Williams or something like that. So we'll wait and see, but maybe we'll get another day where all the other remaining things gets announced because they seem to just like to all the news in one go. And there'll be another Twitch stream, don't you worry, chat. We'll be Absolutely. here.
1: Absolutely. Um I guess and finally, the question around why are all the team principals moving? Let's not forget that not just the drivers want to win, the team principals also want to be in a position where they can move the team forward, of course, get paid a lot more money as well. I'm sure has had a a healthy pay rise from from South so Alpha Romeo to, to Ferrari. And and you know, they're all as much as they don't move around as much as drivers do. Uh when that opportunity comes, they try and take it with both hands, especially with Saido. I'm sure he he's a clever man. He knows yeah. what could be in store for him uh come 2026 and beyond. He wants a very much a Toto Wolf kind of vibe where he becomes the the main man in Formula One and, and Audi start to dominate, which is yeah, he could, could very be well a, be a possibility.
2: Yeah, he could be Toto uh at Audi, couldn't he? If uh like you know, taken that CEO role. And I think as well, to add to that the team principles are kind of more in the spotlight than ever. I remember watching from when I watched Formula One, you knew like the kind of the team principles of the, the main teams, but I don't think there was really that much focus on, but I, I know it's not all drive to survive, but drive to survive has sort of unlocked something. And there was that uh, idea. I don't think it actually happened. Uh, but there was talk that they would do that team principal drivers parade thing at one point which was very bizarre uh, but um like you say the they've all got they all want success they're all a lot of them uh, are very ego driven as well you know they want to want to be the best in their field and and get the limelight and if they can go to a, a new team and lead it to success um like you say a lot of people i imagine a uh, lot of people working in formula one would like to be the new toto wolf oh yeah for uh, success and their bank balance <laughs> yes uh, and their fame as well probably so. yeah
1: right thank you very much tommy that was uh, very intriguing what are your final thoughts
2: final yeah, you, thoughts i didn't think i was going to ask you that uh, i think i need to change grace
1: <laughs> okay cool uh grace has shat herself so that's that's, that's...
2: that's her thoughts on the team perfect. that's her final thoughts a stinky is, um... podcast
1: room for you yeah. tommy that's perfect um <laughs> thank you everyone for for tuning in uh, whether it's on podcast whether it's live on twitch whether it's uh on youtube um hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion go follow us on twitch wtf on official and we'll see you very soon for another video slash podcast slash talking rubbish Bye. bye